A budding romance is torn apart by a jealous sister. A high schooler faces an unexpected pregnancy. A fixer finds himself at odds with a global corporation. A man discovers oil. And a welder stumbles upon a drug deal gone bad. This time on the Oscar should have gone to 2007. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to No Country for Old Men. A man discovers oil. Well, how else she would do that movie without being like, and then also there's all this stuff, and some of it's like symbolic, but here's like a lot, and then he changes, but like, I was just, I was literally like, I was like, that's not enough, I need to write more, and then I was like, no, I mean, that's basically the yeah, that's kind the of crux the of the first half of the movie, is yeah. he discovers oil. Oil, what exclamation happens? point. Um, so Craig, since the last time we recorded, you got married. I got married. Mm-hmm. I did. Very exciting. It was fun. You look different. I do. I feel different. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like a different life I'm living now. Yeah, I'm you a married one. Yeah, <laughs> you've gained weight. I can tell. Yeah, since the yeah. Marriage. Well, yeah, I, that'll uh, happen. I though. can drink now. Mm -hmm. um, and um, Oof, speaking I have of drinking. To. Yeah, Megan is not feeling well today. Friend of the podcast, <laughs> Pat, former guest Rachel Lewis, and I went to brunch yesterday and did not realize that this place had five dollar bottomless mimosas. Didn't even ask, and they just kept coming back. And then that was kind of just like the start of the day, and then it just went downhill from there. Yesterday, I called Megan um, around six o'clock, um, just to ask her th some things about us recording, um, and she was like, "Oh, I was going to ask you if you were at the Grove," and I was like, "No, I'm not there. Um, I was there earlier." And then she texted me about an hour <laughs> later and said, "Are you at the Grove?" <laughs> So that just gives you an idea of... Anyway, <laughs> it was pretty tough, but I did watch all my movies. Yeah, so you, you accomplished something. Zing! Now, let's bring on our guest who also just got married. I danced yeah. at both of your weddings. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Allison is with ate. us. I mostly ate and drank in both of your weddings, but I yeah. did dance a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hi, everyone. Hey, Jack. You got married? I didn't know I that. I did, last Saturday. Congratulations. Thank you. That's yeah. great. Mm -hmm. um, We're all Megan married. had back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back weddings, like had a wedding every month for the last three months. Yeah, wow, how exciting. Going. You started it, and we brought up the rear. That middle, the that middle one. Sorry, Michael going. and Thomas. Yours matters the least <laughs> because you're sandwiched in between. So. Yeah, people are into inviting me to their weddings. I don't know why. Wow, how exciting. Yeah. <laughs> exciting to, to receive invitations to weddings. Yeah. Do you feel uh, different now that you're married? Do I feel different now that I'm married? Uh, I mean, you know, yeah, there is like a legal difference to being married. Mm -hmm. uh, sure. I had to, you know, get Kate as a dependent on my health insurance. Uh, yeah. Health insurance figured health insurance hey. figured very prominently into your ceremony. There's yeah, we talked about health insurance in the ceremony. I mean, look, like that's ultimately Look, I love Kate. I do love Kate, but it's like that's the real reason to actually get married is all the like tangible, you know, sure. the, like the stuff that you get from getting sure. married, and, right? And and I want everybody listening, the tens I'm not of like people. religious, so it's like <laughs> right. you know, no, totally. like what does yeah. it mean? Like yeah. I want the tens of people listening to know that despite your cold assessment of it, I fucking cried at your wedding. The wedding was great. The wedding was very nice. No, was, but you know, I'm not whatever. it was oddly very emotional. 
Well, thank you. Just, I don't know. <laughs> me too. You, you know, uh, I, you know, I was, I was getting married, so it was emotional held, for me I too. Held, I mean, yeah, stressful. I hope so. it was stressful. You know, yeah. I held my hand up and I imbued a. a a quartz a crystal, crystal yeah. with my religious power. Uh-huh. That is a thing that I did at <laughs> yeah. this wedding. You had to hold your hand up at my wedding also. I did. Yeah. While a oh. Catholic deacon. Yes. Um, I didn't know what that was about. Me neither. Apparently, um, the, the woman that was the cantor for the wedding, I didn't notice this because, of course, I was getting married, so I remember almost nothing for <laughs> that entire day. Um, but some friends told me that she was straight up just, like, hiling in the corner. Like, it was just a straight <laughs> arm. And they were like, I couldn't. Like, what kind of a, church was this? It was, ca- it was Catholic. Um, so, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, they just said she was completely straight-armed doing wow. it. Wow. Like everybody funny. else kind of was just was like, like this. And she was like this, like high, and she was high. So, it's yeah. funny to me that I had to raise my arm at both of your weddings, and I understood the crystal bit more than I Yeah, the, the actual <laughs> religious tradition. Yeah. The actual religious it's very tradition. easy. We're, you know, sending energy into a crystal. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's I, very, very simple. I will say explain. the reason that we did it, it, the deacon asked us at the rehearsal if we wanted to do it, and he said... He's like, you know, if you, I think he just got it. He knew that I'm not religious at all. Right. Um, and he knew a lot of our guests, therefore, probably weren't very religious. And he kind of said it's just, you know, like sort of more of an ancient form of, which I think maybe that's like the only Catholic wedding I've been to, we definitely didn't do that. So it's like I a think, raise yeah. the roof. Yeah. It's like a traditional Catholic <laughs> yeah. raise the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raise and the just roof a mid ceremony, like some fun to have. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. exactly. It was yeah. actually that's not. Like, it's like the wave. It's fun yeah. for everyone. <laughs> it was actually it's not fun, fun for, for me because raising my arm at that point was very painful yes. because I had taken a tumble. Megan fell oh, the, no. day the day before. The day before on the street. Oh my God, do you want to Is that see another, this? another drinking story? No. Good God. It's not even that bad anymore. When she showed it to me on Sunday, what happened? It was like, it was. Or color of red, I've never seen in a bruise. I've before. never seen. Like, I was that? like, you might that? be dying. It's like a, I... For those of you at home, there's just a horrendous <laughs> bruise on Megan's uh, thigh. Yeah, right. There's, there's yeah, some blood my... coming out of it. Hip, it's, hip. It's, it's my hip. It's my hip, and it's hard to. Wa- it was hard to walk for a couple of days. Wow. Um, yeah, I just was walking down the street, and then I fell over. Oh, we call that a Megan Murphy. Gotcha. <laughs> and gotcha. I listen. It I... looks like you were kicked by a horse. Yeah. But you just. Uh, uh, Fell over. Yeah. Okie doke. I was, I was, I want everybody to know that I was sober. Okay. That is a sadly I, true story. We all believe you. Everyone in this room believes you. <laughs> yeah. They're certain that everybody that listens to this yeah. believes you too. Yeah. You're just walking down the street and you got a bruise that looks like a horse kicked <laughs> you from falling over. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. It's normal stuff. Yeah. I mean, we we both know, Jack and I both know Maddie very well, so uh-huh. we know that he did not inflict this on you. No, he no. didn't punch um, me repeatedly. But we also know you very well, so Maddie we tried to knock doubt that you the... were sober. So. <laughs> <laughs> if Maddie tried to knock someone down the stairs, he would fall over. <laughs> he would, like, push and, like, fall over on his back. And Something... then, like, he couldn't get up like a turtle. <laughs> the, per- the person will have, like, taken one step down the stairs and be like, are you okay? Something, something <laughs> truly terrible help would happen. Help? Something Truly terrible would definitely happen to Maddie, as it does yeah. most most days of his life. Yeah. I think yeah. we should post a picture of this bruise for on the on the Instagram page, just so oh, everybody definitely. can get. Yeah, that'll yeah, get yeah, you. Yeah. That'll get you the followers. That's very pleasant for an That's Instagram. That's what's gonna without hash, warning. Hash, if somebody's scrawling through their their yeah. things, they're like, "Oh, the movie podcast I follow." Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like you should post people popping videos. People, the people are clamoring to see some skin from me. No, that I think is this true. Is just the right way yeah. to do it. Mm. They might get you a whole different fan group. It might get you a whole different set of fans. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a subreddit there, about There's bruise sure. guys. There's for like bruise sure. guys yeah, yeah. out sure, there. Yeah. For sure. There are different strokes, man, for different yeah. folks. Strokes, and by strokes, sure. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ew, gross. 
Um, um, we're talking about movies? Let's talk about some movies. Sure. Um, so, Jack, what we've decided to start doing with this is we're going to go through the nominees alphabetically, but then we'll end with what won Best Picture. Okay. So then we'll kind of uh, talk about of the nominees who we think, sh- we'll rank them who we think should have won, mm-hmm. and then we'll uh, talk about any other movies we think maybe should have been in the picture that year. Oh, you didn't you tell me I had one? to watch every movie from the year. You told me I only had to watch <laughs> the, the six or whatever movies. Oh, no, no, not every one. No, yeah, yeah. You didn't tell me I have to watch every watch, film of the year. You know, yeah. that's... that's that's, so I'm yeah, a little you, unprepared. You I was going to say, that is... 120 movies. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, you're going to be shocked because, like, Craig pretty much probably I did watch it. I watched it. Yeah, okay. I watched only 113. Uh, yeah, Craig, married, Craig so is I, opening yeah. a thick notebook <laughs> here. Uh, uh, this, uh, uh, I watched them all, too, but I watched them on one and a half speed. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, this, I, I'm, I'm actually doing this like like how the Academy voters did, did it. Uh, which is? Uh, which is to say, I didn't watch all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it'll be a secret which ones I watched and didn't watch. I will tell you, I... I actually really enjoyed that this was the first so this year is a very special year that we saved for you Jack uh-huh. in that it's a fucking big year for movies yeah. and a lot of they're all this was I really enjoyed my, my homework mm-hmm. spoiler good year alert for movies. spoiler alert guys Spoiler. I usually, so so you're, at the end of this, you're going to be like, I think the winner should have been all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and then, then we'll just, that'll be the end of the podcast. Yeah, yeah we'll be done. Yeah. We'll be done. Yeah, it'll just shut it down. And I'm fine with it, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, so actually, before we start, Jack, I think I already know your answer to this just from talking to Megan and Maddie about it, mm-hmm. but... Before you rewatched any of these, was there one you were like, that should have won Best Picture? I mean, it's There Will Be Blood. Right. Uh, uh, it's one of the greatest. I mean, look, we'll, we'll have to talk about it in this podcast, but like, it, it's one of the greatest sins ever that that movie didn't win Best Picture. And so, like, yeah, of course, I would, it would go without saying before the rewatch. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, for, and for the, you know, and I'll, and I'll keep up the pretense that <laughs> potentially it wasn't that way after the rewatch. <laughs> uh, but yes, it, it's There Will Be Blood that should have been the Best Picture of this year. I thought that before I. Watch them. Right. Sure. I will say that what the reason why, the, so behind the peep curtain or whatever, guys, feeling it. Um, uh, Maddie was like, you got to get Jack for 2007 because one of the first conversations he ever had with you mm-hmm. was he said, you were like, there, there will be blood's like the best movie ever. And mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, that's a great movie, but also No Country for Old Men is really great. And it's cool that it won. And I think your response was, you're an idiot. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's true. Uh, <laughs> it's sounds, possible. It sounds uh, uh, pretty... It doesn't sound not true, yeah. but it doesn't necessarily... There's a lot of tall true. tales out there. There's a lot of <laughs> Jack, stories Jack's, and rumors. Jack's like a Pecos Bill yeah, the, character. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I can't confirm or deny any of this stuff because there's all sorts of crazy stories. There's I mean, I will... That, like, get, you, I have there been, are stories where I'm like the size of a building and stuff. <laughs> so, like... Uh, Is it true you wrote a giant blue ox down the aisle? Uh, again, I can't remember all this stuff. Like, uh, <laughs> I have been called an idiot by you, though, several times. So I was just. I maybe, cannot... maybe we'll get to that again before the end of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I bet we will. Oh, guys, more spoilers. Spoilers abound. Um, Mego, did you have one going back in that you thought? Um, I don't know. You're... I have. I. I don't know. I. I was worried going in because I have a real soft spot for atonement. So I was like, maybe it'll be atonement. Um, but these are all good movies. I knew it was gonna. For me, and obviously before the rewatch, would it would be There Will Be Blood or No Country. Like mm-hmm. I just I I like I remember liking at least elements of all five of the movies. And honestly, like I don't think I've seen any of them all the way through since two thousand seven. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've definitely know. seen parts of them. Um, but I knew that it was gonna be that I was like, oh, I think I like all those movies enough, but it's going to be one of those two. Well, let's so. talk about Atonement. Let's talk about Atonement. Sure. Um, I love this movie. I love 
Ian McEwan. So, um, and I read the book before I think I saw the movie in 2007 because I, I almost majored in Brit Lit in college. Wow. In case anybody. How wow, exciting. Fun, update yeah. the wiki, guys. <laughs> I just think you could be a professor now um, instead of sitting in this. Failed actor? <laughs> sitting yeah. in an office talking about atonement. Uh-huh. Yeah. Of course, the, 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 the job of uh, being a teacher, famously easy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> famously you'd be, easy. You'd be right and rewarding. And so like, rewarding. Uh, so rewarding. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Clear yeah. cut. <laughs> Just, uh, Big mistake. All I'm trying to say is that no matter what path you choose, it would end. I would misery. be unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> That's sort of like your motto for life, though. Yeah. Uh, Alfie Allen is in this movie. Um, yeah. There's a couple. It was interesting, particularly this year. I feel like this always happens, but I feel like this was a weird year that it was like. People popping up. Popping people up popping shit. up that are like now pretty big stars. Sure. Yeah. I was like. Oh, I didn't remember Benedict Cumberbatch was an atonement. <laughs> yeah, and is and, so <laughs> creepy and gross and yeah, it was. It's kind of like the Mickey Mouse Club for all the British guys <laughs> yeah. we have now. Yeah, it all is the actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they yeah, like tried all... out all the new one. What I think is interesting. When I, when I watched Atonement, and I never seen Atonement before. Really, uh, I didn't really know anything about it. Uh, and it did make me feel like I was like, oh yeah, like the Oscars like were too white, like they mm. really were yeah. way too white for yeah. a long time. Like <laughs> yeah. the 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 story of this movie, and this is one that I like didn't uh, uh, fully pay all my attention to. This is a lot of work to do for this podcast. Megan every once in a while will be like, well, we could probably bank a couple episodes, and I'm Just like, no, we can't. what are you gonna no, do? Can't. Yeah, no. like, uh, there's uh, no way to do that. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I, watching this movie, I was like. The conflict of this film is just ultimately about like like a rich little uh, like a rich family, right? Yes. And how like a guy said the c word. Yeah. Like, yes. A guy said the c word <laughs> one time, and how and this this movie to me and is because like because of it he got sent to jail yes. and yes. to war. Yeah. Yes. Do, do you remember that? Do you remember that uh, uh, that NBC show, The Slap? Yes. Yeah, this is, oh this is kind of like this is kind of like the slap like meets Dunkirk. Is <laughs> what it is. The slap meets Dunkirk. Yeah. Oh, this is another Dunkirk movie. It's kind of it actually it is absolutely movie. is. Yeah. It's uh, the, I think what elevates it is Joe Wright. He's such a lyrical director. He's it's and I I think it's and also Saoirse Ronan who's fucking great in it. And sure, and this child. is her first thing, right? This is her yeah, first, her first thing. one. Yeah, yeah, she's good in it. She's good in it. Uh, um, also, that green dress that Kira Knightley wears, I still dream of finding. I, one I read when I was looking through stuff about this movie that that dress was voted like the best dress like in movies ever i'm like over like not like surprised Hepburn's dress and breakfast at tiffany's and yeah. stuff like that it was like is this there is an the afi best. list for that but it was like oh i mean it was a good dress but no but it was sure. a fucking yeah. great dress yeah. and by the way women the every girl that listens to this will know exactly what we're talking about because it's fucking gorgeous and she also has like no she is so skinny. Like her, the bones in her back. I mean, anyway. Karen Knightley. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's very thin. She's yeah, very thin. She's yes. very thin. She's very thin. I'm worried about her. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little worried I'm about her. I'm concerned for her. I yeah. hope she's doing better now. It yeah. was yeah. 11 years yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> she did. I, I, I really hope that Karen Knightley has put on some weight <laughs> mm-hmm. since uh, Atonement. Mm-hmm. Um, Atonement. Uh, is like fine. Atonement is one of these movies, and Joe Wright is a weird director too because yeah. he is one of these guys that does movies like Atonement, which are these kind of like totally forgettable Oscar movies. Like there are movies every year that come out mm-hmm. that are like like 
you know, Ant-Man for the Oscars. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like these movies that no one will ever talk about ever again, except in the context of like there is a a maw that needs to be fed every yeah. year of right. there must be best picture nominees. Yes. Yeah. So we so Joe Wright is this weird guy who's kind of just like a best picture nominee director yeah. guy yeah. who like does these weird period pieces. He's and probably never like, gonna win. There's yeah. always like five or six shots that you're like, oh that's sexual that well, the incredible shot, yeah. shot. That, I mean, and, and, and in this movie the Dunkirk shot is, like is very famous. cool. The Dunkirk yeah, unbroken cool. shot is yeah. very gorgeous. And in some ways like there was cooler and shit going on. And the music is very gorgeous. I mean compared to the Dunkirk film this year or whatever like yeah. Well, it is. It's impossible not to compare, you know, that right. scene to what went on in Dunkirk. And I'm yeah. like, it's it, it holds its own. It's an impressive scene, and it, it does. like kind of does show the like enormity of what was going on there, like yeah. pretty effectively yep. in a way that Dunkirk sort of like needed to like linger for you know hours at a time to, to accomplish <laughs> right. the same effect. Like yeah. that shot was cool. That's a very cool, well yes. done shot. But he's an interesting guy because he just does these kind of like forgettable Oscar movies. They tried to give him the chance to do like the big blockbuster in Pan and yeah. failed. Oh, and, that right. was and then he's like fail. just now back to like Dunkirk time again. Yeah. Like, he's now just going back to that exact same time yeah. period from Atonement yeah. to like further explore. Like he's doing like the Dunkirk cinematic universe. Right. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what he's doing. He should have thrown McAvoy just like in some yeah. like one quick shot in And listen, I would have like fucking that. taken it because I love, James McAvoy is a big, has always been a big crush of mine and I'm bummed to see him being like split now like he's like now like he had such promise those fucking blue eyes but he like, should have been a movie star but like split James McAvoy in Atonement is secretly building a cinematic universe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like that. Well, that's true isn't it Mar it's like a thing right yeah, it's, 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 a, yeah, it's, it's, it's unbreakable at the end I believe that I believe that Atonement and Darkest Hour are, in the same, are part of the yeah. same universe. Joe Wright Dunkirk cinematic universe yeah. which of course just like in the DC Extended Universe, Dunkirk, the Nolan film has Dunkirk, nothing to do with it. No, the Nolan Batman's detached. on an island, yeah, so yeah, yeah. the Nolan Dunkirk is separate. <laughs> oh my God. It's a different Joe Joker, Wright Dunkirk. It's a different Joker altogether. Yes, it's a different Joker. <laughs> a totally different Winston Churchill Tom, in Dunkirk. Tom, Tom, I feel like Tom like Hardy talk. does not exist in the Joe Wright I feel like we know, talk about this when, I, when we have like other girls on and we're talking about like hot dudes and that's like the, the podcast has a very different tone. I feel like with Jack on now. Oh, we discovered that Joe Wright Dunkirk Dunkirk Cinematic yeah. Universe. It's a real, universe. It's a real nerd. <laughs> I can't wait to find out what happens in two years when he makes another Dunkirk. <laughs> it's like a weird, like, back. It's like, it takes place, like, now, but then you find out, like, the grandfather was, like, in Dunkirk. Yeah. Like, and but, but the grandfather's like, we had a team that we put together, and it's like Winston Churchill and the Atonement Kid. Like, yeah. like Winston Churchill comes to the Atonement Kid, like, in prison, and is like, you know, like, I'm putting together a team, young chap. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like Vanessa, with, the, it's Vanessa Redgrave. We find out, out she that. didn't die of dementia after all. Oh she's, a, she's like the uh, the Nick Fury of the universe. But can, you, can you at least admit that that's an emotional moment at the end? When she says, what I think when she says, in I made up that whole sure. thing. I think it's they were really never together. The one and thing they I think is really interesting about the end, because I actually think this movie kind of gets progressively less interesting as mm -hmm. it goes through. I think the first segment is the most interesting thing. In I think it. that's fair. Yeah. And then like the war stuff, it's like I like it's when you well get to see the word stunt. That's fun. Yeah. When it's yeah. <laughs> and he does that. He actually C does. You speaking of the, dark, the Dunkirk cinematic universe, he does that with at a point in Darkest Hour. Interesting. Not with the word cunt, but with sadly another thing where it's like. And I was like, all right, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> he loves the typewriter. And then you want to go back and be like, does he do this in, what's this, what's the search? Oh, Hannah? Like, Hannah. Is there a 
Pride and Prejudice. Like writing something up about Hannah and her like report that Kate Blanchett's reading. It's like just her name, maybe. I think it's. I think. I think rewatching it, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It's like whatever. Like it's just not. It's not like for me. You know what I mean? Like it's definitely not for you. It's definitely not for you. And I I could have fucking told you that going in. It's not made for me. It's fine. No, I think it's made. It's made for girls like me who have a crush on James McAvoy and want to see some tortured uh, lovers Mm -hmm. uh, separated and then cry at the end. Um, I just think because I did cry. It's so funny how much of like. A sitcom plot it is. Like the scene when he's like, I like gave the wrong letter. It's like it's so like it's like it's like Urkel or some shit. Like it's so funny, like the crux like He it, screams Bryony. Like there yeah. is like there is beautiful stuff in this movie, and like he is a good director and it like does like it can, does make you feel emotional, but it is based around this like full house plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, of the wrong letter. Yeah, yeah. What I was gonna say about the end is what Sorry. the one thing I kind of think that's interesting about it is the complete change in style of the movie at the mm-hmm. end. I was like, oh, that's just interesting that he's not tre- that he's not jumping fifty years but trying to shoot it the same. That he was like, <laughs> no, things wouldn't look like that. Yeah, like, everything in a TV a studio. So I'll just change my style. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, although, can I? One more thing I want to say. I don't know. I just feel like he's very good at making these moments, like the moment in the library when Bryony walks in on them, and then also the moment with when um, uh, Nurse Bryony. When she's talking to the Which, what happened to Nurse Briny? What happened to that, to that actress? She I must be know. so pissed off at Saoirse Ronan. She Roman. must be too, because she's also great in that scene with the with the French soldier who's yeah. like half. He, she like undoes his bandages and, and like brain, falls, brain out. falls out. Yeah, yeah, brutal, just brutal, <laughs> brutal, just brutal, tough. Yeah. It was a tough gross. thing to watch. Gross yeah. to watch that. Really yeah. gross. But cool. It's cool that it's in there. <laughs> <laughs> cool. A cool part of the movie. <laughs> like, I mean, it's not for you, but you you enjoy the experience. I, I, I can recognize that Joe Wright is a good director, yeah. and, and I think that there are there's a whole industry, almost like these asylum films, that mm-hmm. just get made every right. year to like make for Oscar movies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they don't exist really for any other well, reason. And to, and to test out new British talent. <laughs> that is true. Right. Like, so, so, we can, so 10 years later, Later we can be like, oh, Juno Temple was in this movie. <laughs> I really liked her in Killer Joe. Like, <laughs> uh, oh, she gets like molested and shit. Yeah, too. but then she marries him, so yeah. it's so it's okay. Ugh. See that move that would not fly now. Today, no. I don't think it flew then, dude. <laughs> it got nominated for Best Picture, and yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch became the biggest. You know star what? I know that is to, be, to, to also, you know what? You know what I'll have to say is that. Uh, McAvoy writing that letter. He wrote the c word in that letter. He deserved to get me too'd. Like he shouldn't have written the letter in the first place. Like, yeah. Wait, yeah. McAvoy's not me too'd, is he? No, well, just I mean, in the movie. He deserves. He got me too'd okay. in the yeah. movie. He did like, get me too'd. He, he was one of the first me too's, and he deserved <laughs> yeah. to do it because like and he he honestly got punished way worse than anybody else has ever gotten. Yeah, punished. that's very, yeah. very true. <laughs> he did. He straight up died. For, yeah. Yeah. for that he did. sin. Yeah, but it is also a thing like if you write that letter even as a joke like. Man, throw it away. I was going to say, trash they even have the. Why the would you just leave yeah, it? Like, he, takes like, it out, he takes it out and folds it and puts it in It is weird, it. like this weird little, like, it's this strange thing. I'm like, I guess we don't write letters like that anymore, yeah. but like. I, I, I've never, like, liked a girl and then, like, writ, went and written some, like, weird thing, like, laughing while I'm <laughs> typing. Like, I'd love to, like, touch your sweet cunt or whatever. Like, guess, it's weird. I guess like, it would be similar to, for some reason, writing that as an email and then accidentally sending it. I guess. Yeah. That's would be, but like, that's weird even to begin with. Like, yeah. You're like, I'm going to, like, address the yeah. email and yeah. say, like, I'd love to fuck you. Like, oopsie-daisy yeah. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just strange. And then just look at your screen and be like, 
Bryony. Uh, to be honest with you, Bryony. Everything, everything that happened to him, he fucked up. Uh, he deserved it. He shouldn't have, uh, he shouldn't have written that letter in yeah. the first place. Okay, well, thanks for killing my dreams. Uh, my dreams of Atonement like dreams 2. Dreams are dead, like James McAvoy. I wanted Atonement 2. I think we'll see Atonement 2 in the, in yeah. the, in sure. the larger uh, Again, Dunkirk in the Cinematic Dunkirk Universe. Cinematic universe. Uh-huh. We're going to see I at least, that, to we're gonna gonna at least see like, who we thought. Like, Alfie Allen's going to come back. Um, and end up being like the hot guy of the franchise. Like, oh, God, uh, he is a miserable looking fucking bastard. Yeah. He really is. Um, should we move on? Yeah. To probably, I can only imagine Jack's favorite screenplay of all time. Oh, is it? Is, is that really where we are in the alphabet already? <laughs> yeah. already we jump from A to J in this fucking thing? Here already. Wow. Nothing I mean, between them two. Why? Okay. Like, I think there's a major oversight this year in movies starting with B to I, I think, personally. Anyway. Is it because you don't have enough, enough to say about Juno? Or? Uh, I, I mean, like, whatever with Juno. Juno's. What do you think with Juno? What, what do you guys think about? Well, Juno? I have to admit. So I, I again, this is a movie that I probably seen like fifteen minutes of, three hundred times, like on cable. Like, mm-hmm. but I, had, I don't think I've watched it beginning to end since I saw it in two thousand seven. And I remember, like in two thousand seven, being like, "Oh, I like that movie. It was fun." But the first twenty minutes are a difficult yeah. sit now. Yeah. yeah, like it is. It's Who am I, Morgan like, Freeman? Got any bones? It's almost collection? a heightened oh, language. It's almost like you're watching like Shakespeare or something like that. <laughs> like, and that is like this isn't how people talk. Yeah, but the difference is Honest you're like this isn't how people ever talked. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. The one thing I will say about that though is, with the exception of Rain Wilson, I feel like they all really commit to it. Yeah. Like I'm like. I Olivia Colby in particular. I was like, I almost tough. buy they talk this way. No yeah. one talks this way, and it's hard to sit through. Rain Wilson, I feel like, they were like, hey, can we use you for a day? Here are your lines. And he was like, oh, yeah, I can make this work. Yeah. And, and then he, he could not. Yeah. No. I, I, this is the truth about Juno, because I was going to, I literally put on thinking, A, that you were going to hate it, Jack, <laughs> and B, being like, time has not been kind to Juno. But I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to, and a big part of that, I think, is I was closer to Juno's age when I first saw this movie, and now I'm closer to Jennifer Garner's age. Right. And I found all the stuff with her to be great and heartbreaking, and mm-hmm. I and I really liked her a lot. And there, there, I enjoyed the movie more than I thought I was going to. The language is rough to get through, and all of the stuff with Jason Bateman is rough for me to get through. Bateman yeah. is like, rough in general, I think. He yeah. is just, like, I think maybe he's bad. I think that he is bad, to be honest with you. I, I don't think he's good. Yeah. Uh, I think he's just, like, he's gone a long way. Like, everyone thought he was funny in Arrested Development because he's, like, the straight man, but, like, it's kind I, of just, like... Other people could have done like, that. To just be, like, a terse dick all the time is, right. like, kind of annoying. That's, <laughs> yeah. like, kind of his whole thing is he's just, like, a fucking, like, so, like a, a soggy, like, yeah. stick in the mud, just like, annoying dick. Just kind of making his little judgment, judgment, It's judgy, like, who the fuck judgy, are you? Like, comments. Yeah, like, yeah. I, 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 you know, whatever. So I'm, I'm not the biggest uh, uh, Bateman fan of And the stuff with, but just him being, like, schooling her on, like, oh, you don't know the Smiths or whatever yeah. the fuck it is. I'm it's just, a little like, embarrassing. It's also strange because like everything she's into like predates everything he's into like yeah. she's super into she's like well I'm more about like the Stooges and stuff and he's like here's this Sonic Youth song it's like it's not like she's super into like the Backstreet Boys and he's like right. this isn't music this yeah. is, it's like actually 
if it wasn't for the stuff she was into, none of your stuff would probably exist. Yeah. yeah. So like. Yeah, it's lame. So I'll, I'll be nicer to Juno than you probably thought I was going to be. <laughs> I was going to. However, that's... okay, look, Juno is not good. Like, it's an extremely <laughs> annoying movie. Like, it's really, really obnoxious to watch. Uh, and yeah, like, it, it mostly is that dialogue. Like, that's yeah. what everybody fell in love with when it right. came out. It is truly super annoying to listen to now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I really think I'm like, you know, should Juno ever have been nominated for Best Picture? Like, if not, of course not. No. But also, like, the Oscars are a completely stupid organization right. like you know and like who cares about best picture anyway like sure. you know well, I mean, we are doing this podcast I know, so I know I know but like I have this here's here's my thing for the Oscars I'll just throw this in the middle here is, okay. uh, uh, my thing for the Oscars is they should stop televising the Oscars just do it as a trade event that okay. would get everyone excited about it and my second thing is don't award best picture every year only do it when there's a best picture that year. Surprise everybody. When there's something that actually Surprise everybody and be yeah. like, and this year um, uh, we are prepared to award a best picture. Do so you, uh, like, you, uh, so you think not televising it too would get people really excited about I think it. do it as a trade event and then just announce what the winners were the yeah. next day and like do that for a few years until people demand to see it again and then like you'll get good ratings again. And yeah. It is a trade show. Like yeah. it's an annoying thing to watch. Right. It's bad. It's not good television to watch rich people like give each other gold. And like, you, say this as, you say this as somebody who uh, wrote for the Oscars. I I did write Correct. for the Oscars yes. uh, mm-hmm. uh, last year, not yeah. the, the one that was the one, the exciting one. Yeah, the exciting <laughs> one. Yeah, the, the, the one many people call it the best one in history. Uh huh. And then they usually use your name not long after that. Like, yeah, they do. Like, they do. There was an they upset. do. There yeah. was this whole thing with Best Picture and also Jack and Jack wrote for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I got anything in the Oscars, but I did write for the Oscars. Um, uh, uh, no, you, you switched like the envelopes. My joke. You switched the envelopes. Uh, so there you go. Um, so Juno. Okay. Juno just shouldn't. It's it's a Kevin Smith movie. Like to me, it feels like a Kevin sure. Smith movie. Yeah. Like, and and it's it's odd that it was nominated for Best Picture. It's like this was a movie that was kind of of its time. It was like distinctive, and you know the things that I can say that positively about Juno, and the thing you know what I hate about modern comedies is that they're all just this like shitty improv fest that yes. like right. you can tell they just run the cameras and let people just yeah. like they tell the jokes yeah. as right. themselves or whatever. But like, this was not that. That's not that. Like I will Which I will I say that I will appreciate Juno yeah. and and what you guys said. Like you know I. Appreciate Appreciate the actors going, giving it full commitment, yeah, and right. like doing the script as scripted. I don't like that script, yeah. but it was for this time and place or whatever. It seemed to strike a chord with people, and yeah. they like yeah. did the movie as it was scripted. So it it, it evolved. It, it avoids a lot of the pitfalls, um, and yeah, it is just kind of like I can't blame the movie for how everyone reacted to it. Yes, like, right. it's a perfectly fine little, like, teenager it. movie yeah. or whatever. Sure. And if people, like, uh, 14-year-old girls were like, I loved Juno when I was younger. Like, now I'm a little... Like, how I am with Clerks. If I was like, I loved it, like, when I was a teenager, but, yeah. like, it's fucking kind of annoying now or yeah. whatever. Right. That's, like... I guess, honestly, looking back on it, I'm like, people freaked out too much about Clerks, too. Yeah. Like, people thought sure. Clerks was really, really good. For like, sure. There are these kind of, like, there. this happens every once in a while, that there are these, like, kind of embarrassing movies yeah. that, like, really strike a chord with a generation of people. And yeah. then, like, looking back on them, they're not that good. But, yeah. like, Juno's just an example of one of those movies. I think, you know that's, I I think mean? that's exactly true. And that's why I think that's exactly true. And I think that's why the stuff with Jennifer Garner worked the best to me because yeah. she's like a real person. Yeah, she I was think, like a I grounded think. person who was going through, like I will watch the movie about Jen Garner wants to have a baby and can't mm-hmm. and it's very sad and like that that whole thing and that moment where Juno's like, oh, I wish you were having it or something like that or, or, or be glad you can't have it or something. And she like looked so hurt or whatever. Like that is the moment I want to. That's well, the, the stuff the I want to see. Stuff that I think I think it's that stuff. I think the stuff with her and like J.K. Simmons and Allison Janney actually like works yeah. really well when it's like more low key and it's just like so sixteen year old I got 
pregnant. Sure. Yeah. Like, how did her dad and her stepmom like feel yeah, about it? Yeah, deal like, with that. Yeah. yeah. The casting was good in Juno. I will yeah, say. for like, sure. They put together a cast of people that did have very good chemistry with each other. Yeah. And I think that's part of what people responded yeah. to so yeah. much in this yes. movie was like, you know, the. It just was good casting. Yeah. Um, you know so what's I, not good is the costume design. There is, this, I just want to point this out. <laughs> so this this one doesn't have the prettiest dress of all time in it. <laughs> Juno doesn't have the prettiest dress. I, I, did, I was she reading doesn't. that it was the best gym shorts. <laughs> <laughs> there is a scene where Olivia Thurlby is wearing this, I'm sorry, she's wearing like tights and this skirt and this long sweater and then this like insane crisscross belt over the whole mm-hmm. shebang. And I'm like, just like in the way that like nobody ever talks like that, nobody has ever dressed like that in a million <laughs> well, years. Well, Megan, it's I insane. actually brought a picture of you from the year after we graduated. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was always fucking fly as shit. Mm. That's why I want that dress. <laughs> I, by the way, I'm wearing sweatpants. <laughs> so, I mean, Juno stinks. But it doesn't. But it doesn't stink any worse. Like it, it doesn't stink any worse than like any comedy that's come out in like the last decade. Like like you know, if, if you put me like make me watch like Juno or The House, like I'll say like Juno is better. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, that's like, very true. You know, is Juno good? No. Is any comedy good? Like no. no is anything no. good in life? <laughs> well, there will be blood. <laughs> and we're getting closer. <laughs> I will say, what's what's her face? The, Stripper that wrote it. What's her name? Diablo Cody. Diablo Cody. I think I like some of the other stuff she's done. I like Young Adult. I like uh, what's the show that she did? Does? Uh, fuck the United States of Tara. No, I don't like that show. Does she also <laughs> do Orange Is the New Black? No, no, that's Jenny Cohen. Um, Jenny maybe Cohen. Who I think I'm. Meets. Yeah, I'm thinking Jenny Cohen. So yeah. maybe actually fuck Diablo Cody. <laughs> Just Young Adult. And then. Okay. Anyway, uh, Megan's body is kind of a weird. Horror or movie. Jennifer, Jennifer's, Jennifer's body. body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind With of like Megan a Fox. weird horror movie. Yeah, it's very weird. I kind of like that it. better than like... I have. I kind of like that better. I, like, I think maybe her weird, like, super affected style of writing works better for me in like sure. horror yeah, or something. Stuff, yeah. Like, yeah, like, for some reason it just like didn't bother me as much in that movie and like the campiness, like, you know, obviously I think probably because it's a campy movie. Like, right. the campy yeah. dialogue yeah. doesn't like... Make me feel like make me feel like I'm watching a bizarre planet that yeah. doesn't exist. <laughs> so are you not gonna go see Tully? Is that the Tully? Name? Tully. Yeah. What's Tully? I don't. So know. So that's like her third. This is like the. And it's the. It's coming out. I think next month. It's another movie with her and Jason Reitman directed it. But yeah. it's Charlize Theron. I mean, probably God. not. I don't think I'll... I, I, I haven't watched any movies, like, for years other than for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so why? Almost, I would just run out and There's almost no Tully. chance yeah. that I'll be seeing well, Tully. Well, you'll be back on our Tully episode. <laughs> <laughs> the one where we just talked yeah, about yeah, Tully. Yeah. For the All 2019 Tully? Oscars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's... Then let's jump to Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton. They say his name a lot. Uh-huh. Well, that's the title of the movie, name. so I like when you want to make sure people know. <laughs> yeah. He's on the phone, and, he's, and he answers the phone, and he goes, he goes, hey, it's Michael Clayton. And I'm always, I just like that. So what do you guys think of Michael Clayton? <laughs> I think it's like a fun thriller. It's like whatever. Like with Michael Clayton, it's like, I can't believe that there are so many of these movies about like a lawyer on a little adventure. Yeah, like, there's I agree. so many <laughs> of these adventure. movies, like where it's just like Matt Damon or like yeah. or, or uh, uh, 
George Clooney like wearing a An suit incredibly the entire handsome. time. He like would never. He would be a model. He'd be. He wouldn't be like a, a down on his luck lawyer. Like he would. Like George Clooney's never had a problem in his life. I mean, these movies about like George Clooney as like a beleaguered professional. Yeah, like I don't know. Like don't I'm just a little bored of it. Like yeah. and, and I didn't like dislike this movie, but again, it's like. I also like didn't dislike the accountant like that right. movie. You know what I mean? But like, no, why like, is the accountant like that's a good like, point? Looked at like, as such if, a silly, stupid thing. Well, and this but is like, not, yeah, like I feel like this is like like the rich man's version of the accountant. Like it's yeah, better actors and a, maybe a slightly more interesting more story. Serious. And no one is on the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that, like, do you guys feel like George Clooney is kind of the same in, like, literally everything? Oh, yeah. I mean, he just smiles more in, like, the ocean Yeah, movies. but there's, cer- there's certain stars, like, I think Denzel Washington's basically the same in every movie he yeah. makes, but you Will know Smith. what? I'll go see every Denzel Washington movie because I like that I mean, ostensibly, that's, his character that's like is. who actors, like, what actors yeah. are, except for one very special actor that we'll talk about later in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. But mostly actors are just people whose, like, right. personality we like. It's like, you know, Chris Hampton, like, the Marvel guys, for the most part, like, are just playing themselves, but they just do an American accent instead yeah. of an yeah. Australian yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shedding a lot of light on why I haven't had <laughs> Turns out, guys, people are not into what the you personality. What you should do is maybe, yeah, you should maybe work on the personality, <laughs> not the, the scene work. <laughs> um... Yeah, Tilda Swinton's good. I like the scene when Tilda Swinton Tilda is like good, prepping this for is, the interview. This is also maybe her least interesting performance yeah. she's ever given, well, which that's... is why which she won Best Supporting Actress. <laughs> yeah. <for>. Like, <laughs> again, this is another one of these examples of um, I'm like, I guess they were right. These Oscars really were too white. Oh, like, my God. It, this oh, is yeah. like oh, as white, white as a white yeah. movie gets. This yeah. is about like... Uh, a corporate and also it's kind of a silly premise even to begin with that like there is this like that it's kind of like the accountant to be honest with you like it's silly from the very very beginning that they like find out that there's this you know issue and they hire hitmen right away to like kill the lawyer like I'm like I do believe in corporate greed and like crazy shit I don't really believe that that's like how it gets handled you don't just kill the lawyer you're not just killing people for sure I also don't know that this movie earned that long contemplative shot like shot of fucking Clooney at the end like Clooney doing, the it, Clooney doing the Chalamet graduate. Yeah, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Like him just like sitting. Yeah, the, him just like sitting there. Like you're like you said. It's like yeah, a fun. It's like a fun thriller. I'm like I don't need like. Yeah, let's really it just, focus it just, on. It ends him up like wrapping car. itself up super quick, yeah, and then fun. it tries to like. I feel like it tries to elevate what the movie yeah. is by having that shot at the end, yes. which is like. It's not earned, and it is like just let the movie be what it is. It's yeah. a thriller. You know what? Maybe if they don't have that scene, it doesn't get nominated for yeah, Best Picture. Yeah, that's exactly. What I mean, but also like it was a different time in two thousand seven. Yeah. Like you know, uh, in two thousand, Obama wasn't president. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, just that's a different weird, weird time. It. Yeah. Um, yeah, Michael Clayton. Uh, um, I don't know. Ultimately, kind of boring. If I had watched Michael Clayton on a plane, like I watched The Accountant, I would have been like, "Oh shit! Like, what a like fun little diversion or whatever." Yeah. But yeah. you know, to, to even consider this as being the best picture or no, whatever, right. it's just like a silly thing. It's still it's enjoyable, but it's Finally. I think it's the weakest. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's the, the one, fugitive again. The thing that I kind of wrote down, um, and this is not really necessary about the movie, but I thought you should look into this. Uh, Megan, Me? this is the first movie that I've watched since we started the podcast that. Um, there was a moment in it that I thought you would have nailed, and that's when Tilda Swinton's sitting in the bathroom stall sweating. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, only because I do that every day of my goddamn life. Hello. Like, this is very, this is Megan Murphy-esque, which Just she's giving me right now. very uncomfortable in a public bathroom. Like, it's almost sure. like I wondered if she had followed mm-hmm. you around mm-hmm. to prepare for this role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not I, the, like, successful, like, Corporate lawyer part of it. No other just, scenes. Yeah, no, 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 not at all. No, not no. at all. No, Hilda <laughs> was better for all the rest of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, no like one just... sweats in a public bathroom like <laughs> quite like I she do. She does seem like she's just straight up like maybe the not right person for the job she's in. She's like just very nervous. Yes. The entire movie. Yeah. And she's it's really like, bad and for at a person it. like who like facilitated like a murder. murder. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's like very indecisive. She's very yeah. She's very like Meryl Streep in The Post. She's very much like. Let's 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 go. Let's, let's go. We're let's, going to we're gonna, we're gonna kill Tom Wilkinson. We're gonna, yeah. Tom <laughs> we're gonna have him in, injected and yeah. his socks removed. Yeah. Let's go. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. It's very weird. And I, then they try to kill It's a very weird movie. Yeah. It's a weird movie. Yeah. And by the way, his reaction How to that car blowing up too is like very he seems very like Oh, oh my! It's just like the it's so funny. It's exploded. like without without some sort of like just sort of like totally superficial like pretense of art filmness. Like it's just the accountant. Like if yeah. it's if it's yeah. not him getting out to like look at horses, horses? on yeah. the hill, then uh, it's yeah. just a stupid thriller movie. But yeah. you add him him looking at the horses, horses then it's a serious like, Oscar and film like, and like thinking hard at the end. Well, then it's I an Oscar figure movie. Out with that, with We've the, referenced the accountant more than anybody. <laughs> well, this movie really part. feels like the accountant to me. It really reminded me a lot of the accountant. We get it, the accountant. You switch out his son for Anna Kendrick and that movie's just the accountant. My my question with the car bomb is, why does it go off when it does? I don't know. I think it's like that those guys were following it in. But then I couldn't figure out do they have like some control over what it was? I think it, it was like up? a radio so, device. Can't they just blow it up while he's still moving it? Like it feels like they not, were like fiddling. Maybe they were fiddling with it. I think they, they were trying to get it. close enough yeah. for the radio signal to work. Yeah, and then, and then it, it just blows up. But he's looking at horses. He's, 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 he's horses. of course been looking at the horses. Yeah, that also remind us. I think of some imagery that we saw at his partner's <laughs> uh, uh, house or some shit. Uh, right. So it's a very serious film. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. I cleaned it, I don't out Maddie's office won. while I while I watched it. Was, it. it was fun um, to see Merritt Weaver, who mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, look at Merritt Weaver. Merritt Weaver. Um, Again, you couldn't get a the CEO and the CEO of the company is um, Ken Howard, who's the he's the no longer living, former SAG president, but SAG. also he was the guy in Thirty Rock who ran like the network that was like the dumb guy that like owned like the main company that like owned the network. And I was like, oh, I mean, he's good at owning multinational companies. <laughs> like, that was sort of his, Anybody after from, he played the White Shadow, that was sort like of his thing. Seems like a great fake yeah. CEO. Yeah. yeah. Anybody Which from The Wire in this really movie? Um, Nobody from The Wire? No, I don't think we had anyone in The Wire in any of the nominated movies. Again, I this, these are the very, very white offs. I was actually, <laughs> no, we were talking about it, and I'm looking through, I don't know, because technically... Even Javier Bardem's from Spain, which is still considered white, I believe, because yeah. it's European. Yeah. I, I don't know that white. there's a speaking role for any person of color <laughs> in, any of, in any of these movies. Because there's literally like five speaking roles I and remember, there will be blood. I remember so. there's a black guy in the long tracking shot of the Dunkirk, of the Dunkirk scene Dunkirk and Joe scene. Wright, but he stays behind because he's mad about the horses getting shot. Yeah. So oh, he right. kind of like yeah. stays oh, there, there and looks the at the like, horses. Yeah, like, that's wrong. So that's there's, the one line. There's a couple of horses. There's a couple of... Uh, Chinese men at the beginning of Michael Clayton when he's playing the underground poker in right. Chinatown. Right. Um, is the dot is the bitchy obstetrician like, like uh, Latina? I, don't know. I think she's just white. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, maybe she's. 
Maybe she's Asian? Hey, you know, Joe Wright's depiction <laughs> of uh, Dunkirk is a lot more inclusive than Christopher Nolan's. I mean, Write there's a, a black guy looking at the, yeah. the horse in there and stuff. Yeah. It wasn't only British people at Dunkirk, as far as I assume. Well, you can also, you can also have a, 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 a black British guy. Yeah. No, 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 not then. I'm just saying... <laughs> I'm just saying, isn't it time we had a more, like, a yeah. Dunkirk yeah. that, like, was for everybody? Sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well coming in you. 2020. <laughs> Joe How Wright. exciting. It's, a, it's an interesting crossover. Um, <laughs> Denai Guerrera plays her character from Black Panther. <laughs> but she's in Dunkirk. So. <laughs> okay. All right, next. Um, so Michael Clayton, come on. Um, why'd you guys make me watch Michael Clayton? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, got, I got good news for you, Jack, because yeah. that means it's time to talk about There Will Be Blood. Okay, because no country has to, So this this one thing about this year, you guys, it's going to get brutal when you guys get up to, like, like the modern years. Cause I, well, they, like, like, well, we they nominate, like, 14 movies and shit? We did, yeah. we did 2017 right before the Oscars, and, and even that was, like... That's brutal. Time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why it's right now. We're trying to do nothing that wasn't at least ten years ago. Uh huh. In two thousand nine is the first year they expanded the category. Ah, okay. So like, we can go through two thousand eight and go back further, but then once we get into next year, if this podcast still exists, Which I mean, right? honestly, <laughs> Megan and I both are still living. Alive. <laughs> Listen, without a liver transplant, I don't know how I'm going to make it to tomorrow. Uh, okay, so there will be blood. Um, I mean, this is the movie... No, no, me. did you like this movie? Do you like I like that movie? Will Be Blood a lot. I do like that Will Be Blood a lot. And it's a movie that I liked when I was younger, when it first came out. It's a movie that I like... I think I have, like, a different relationship with it as I rewatch it getting older. Right. Yeah. I think there's a lot of... I think that actually maybe the way that you feel about There Will Be Blood says a lot about, like, what your sort of, like, current... Like, situation, situation is? is in your life and sure. maybe what your relationship is with like capitalism as a whole you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, I really sure. think actually yeah, like because sure. there's the version where you see it and you see it as like um you know aspirational or something mm -hmm. or like yeah. that this is like a character that is you know should be emulated or something right. or there's the sort you know the kind of like Jay-Z I'm gonna be the top of the world like Scarface kind sure. of element of the movie yep. uh, uh, that you see um, but then there is like you know in rewatching it I was like and, and that is fun like there's the that, that's like the very surface level interpretation of it there's a lot of good quotes from it that you can say to people and stuff and there's the the very I've been saying I have a competition well for sure yeah I want no long. one else to succeed and yeah. all that like yeah. there's a lot of great quotes and stuff like that but I, I think in rewatching it as I get older like it really does it, it is in the same way that Phantom Thread <laughs> is also sort of like. It's an indictment of its of its lead character. Yeah. Right. And I think of like his entire philosophy. Like yeah. I think that ultimately yeah. what this movie shows us is a man, you know, who does the wrong thing yeah. and and achieves a lot, uh, but ends up with very little as a result of that. Yes. And so and so I and so I think that like similarly also to Phantom Thread, I mean I think that these movies almost like you know, uh, uh, kind of act as like uh, uh, pieces of like the same puzzle in sure. a weird way. Yeah. And I can talk about that too, like how I think that, like, the... I, I even think, like, the behind-the-scenes experience of making There Will Be Blood yeah. was kind of the inspiration for making Phantom Thread, sure. is yeah. my interpretation. Wow, uh, uh, that's some bold... Sure, okay, well, I'll get into this then. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm so interested in that. I think that, like... 
Have you guys seen Phantom Thread? Yeah. Because uh, oh, yeah. you, did, you did the, the Oscars yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so Phantom Thread, I think similarly to There Will Be Blood, people get this issue. Uh, uh, people watching movies, I think, sometimes have the issue of, like, they don't like the character. Yes. And right. so they think that that means that the movie likes the character, so they don't like the movie. You yes. know what I mean? Like, yes. And I think Phantom Thread fell prey to that in a very big way. I think yeah. a lot of, like, the criticism surrounding Phantom Thread was a lot of, like, he's just an asshole. Like, yeah. why do I want to watch a movie of that? And I'm like, well, because I think actually the point of the movie was to say that that type of, like, creativity, like, is fucked. Yeah. And it's not important. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and so actually, so I think that, like, Okay, if you look at There Will Be Blood, uh, uh, which I think similarly also run, runs into that same problem, maybe yeah. in a reverse way, where people right. like fetishize uh, uh, the character of Daniel Plainview a little too much, mm-hmm. when I think in actuality, the movie's take on him is that he's like kind of vile. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it's not good. Yeah, he's not a good guy. And he's ends no better up, than, than Paul Dano's character. I mean, and, and, and worse in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Like, what yeah. does he have that Paul Dano's character doesn't have? Like, yeah. he doesn't have family in the end. Like, he has nothing in yeah. the end. Paul Dano, and, and, and both of them are sort of like a reflection of each other. Like, Paul Dano wants what uh, uh, Daniel Plainview wants or has. Yes. Uh, uh, Daniel Plainview ultimately at his core wants what Paul Dano has, which yeah. is like family and community. Right. But it's like hard for him to let people in in that way uh, uh, because he's so solely focused on this other thing. Uh-huh. Uh, but I do think that, yeah, in making There Will Be Blood, um, I mean, there's just all these stories about like, you know, this is one of Daniel Day-Lewis's biggest, you know, big... Uh, uh, you know, method acting things. And there's like on set, you know, like uh, during lunchtime, he would like be mean to Paul Dano and shit. Like he stayed in character all the time. The original actor playing that role was replaced. Although the the original actor playing that role has has nothing but nice things to say about Daniel Day-Lewis. But either way, like he was, he was like mean to him on set. He stayed in character all the time. And then so, and like, you know, and Daniel Day-Lewis is also one of these guys that like never went to the Oscars. Like he's like very serious and about, about how his craft is like elevated and different than everybody else's. And so then the next film they make uh, uh, together is about together a, is about a psycho it, who's not psycho but you know well it's about a guy who like thinks that his craft is, is more is important so than much more important than other, other people, people in his life and that like you know and that like this kind of and that it's okay to be as difficult as he is because he's so it's talented it's in service to his, something greater absolutely which is, yes and, like, and I think that what, I think that what Paul Thomas Anderson is also saying and I think he also I think Paul Thomas Anderson is also maybe indicting himself in that like I don't think it's any coincidence that the movie's initials are PT like it is, right. it's called PT ostensibly yeah. uh, <laughs> and it stars Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> And I really think that, like, I really think that P.T. got him in that movie. I think it's no coincidence that after uh, P- after Phantom Thread, Daniel Day-Lewis is like, I quit acting. I don't want to act anymore. He said in an interview that he thought Phantom Thread was too depressing and that he had to quit acting afterwards because it was so depressing. Now, is it depressing because, like, he had to get... Like, what, what, what Paul Thomas Anderson did to Daniel Day-Lewis was he made him get into character as himself. Yeah. Right. Like, he, he was like, you like to get deep into character? Well, how about you play a guy... Who's like mean to everyone because he's so, he thinks his craft is so important. Yeah. And yeah. and and actually he's kind of a piece of shit because of that. Yeah. And I think it's no coincidence that Daniel D. Lewis wants to quit quit acting and then he's like showing up to the Oscars and stuff. Like yeah. he's like not <laughs> he he's did like, code this he's, year, like right? he's going yeah. and he's just like sitting yeah. there. He's like, I'm no different than anyone. Yeah. Like my thing is no more no more important than anybody's or yeah, whatever. No uh, uh. That is that is a an, an I, I'm blown away by that assessment, <laughs> and I think that is very, that's maybe the smartest thing I've ever heard you say. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's nice. Uh, I don't know. I do think, like, I look at you that You said movie. a lot of dumb shit before. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is me talking about Phantom Thread mostly so far, which I, I, I do love Phantom Thread. Yeah. I think Phantom Thread is, like, uh, uh, 
you know, doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really do think, especially this year. How like, do you well, think it, I will, I will say that on our podcast, both Maddie and I had it as the best movie. Best should have won. Yeah. So. I think it was. I mean, it's one of yeah. these, it's a difficult one. Like, you know, uh, it's tough because it is like, you know, you want to give it to new voices and everything yeah. like yeah. that. But then I'm also like, it was the best movie of the year. Well, right? I think like, that's what gets true. I think it's true. Maddie brought this up, and I, and I think this is kind of what you're speaking to, too, is I do think P.T. Anderson movies get better every time that you watch them. Mm-hmm. And that was my experience, certainly, rewatching Their World Be Love, because I remember seeing it when I, in 2007 and really, really liking it. And then, but I like it, I liked it more. I could yeah. not turn, like, look away. There, every, every moment of this movie is good. Uh, uh, it's all gripping. Uh, yeah. uh, it's all every, necessary. Every shot is awesome. It's mm-hmm. all necessary. Um, and yeah, I mean, this character is compelling. You know what I mean? Like, Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis, like, completely is this guy. Yes. Uh, uh, and this is a real person. This is These are the people that, like, settled America. And, like, these are the values on which, like, America was settled. And that's yeah. kind of, like, why I said earlier, like, why this movie, I think your your reaction to it reflects, like, what you, what, you know, your current sort of feelings are to, toward capitalism. Like, I do think that, like, if you're in this stage where you're like, I want it all, I'm Scarface, like, I'm going to get out there and, like, take over the world. Like, right. you will see this guy as an aspirational figure. Yes. But, yeah. like, if you rewatch this movie after, like, having done that and real, or maybe realizing that's not the right way to be or whatever, yeah. or, like, that yep. there are other more important things, you can see Daniel Playview for, like, the wholly tragic figure that yeah. he is. Yeah. Like, a thousand percent. I think that's, I think that's totally true. I think that's maybe why I liked it better the second time, mm-hmm. too, because I looked at it as, uh, like, we talked about, like, as P.T. Anderson, it's as an indictment more of, of this type of, of whatever American, right. this type of person. I think yeah. of this type of like you know this type of like uh, uh, the whole ethos behind Daniel Plainview's character is the full ethos of America. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so to look at Daniel Plainview and to see an ugly character is to look in the mirror and really see like the entire <laughs> like this is how America was built. These yeah. are the first people that like came here and from nothing built something yes. or whatever. Right. Yeah, uh, and to um, that extent, it's like it is something to be admi- admired and like I mean, in the sense of like uh, you know that for the first like twenty minutes, there's no, the, you know, there's no speaking or and anything. It's, and it's him by himself. Also, I think that's a really. You know, we see his entire evolution from the yes. beginning to end. That's very womb-like at the beginning mm-hmm. of the film. Like he's, this yeah. is even un, in the gr- oh, he's in underground, the like yeah. laying in like yeah. the fetal position. It's all dark and yeah. shit. Yeah. Like we, we see his birth at the start yeah. of this film. Like some this is a movie shit. from birth to death. That is uh, some uh, deep shit. <laughs> I think that's interesting about <laughs> it now. Kind of kind of talking about going along with that is that you know like it, I feel like a lot of times like we now look like in America and we're like, well, the piece of shit people are the people that like come for money, like uh-huh. the people that didn't do anything to get their money. But particularly 10 years later, like when we have like looking at this guy who came from nothing and like has all this money and then you look at like the tech sector and like the <laughs> tech billionaires, yeah. you're like, well, a lot of these guys came from nothing and now they're fucking pieces of shit. Yeah. Just, because, yeah. just because you come, like it all depends on what you become. And like this is a guy who yeah. came from nothing who... You can I mean, come for took, money and be he, great. When, you can when come he from nothing had nothing, he great. took in a kid. Yeah, you know. Well, let's look at let's look at and became okay. his father, and then he had a bunch of money, and he got rid of the kid. Yeah, like but because also, the kid was holding him back. I also you know? think the Plainview character reflects. It's like what is important in this world or whatever. Like, right. Like he wants what more than anything I think like to have a family and to be yeah. like respected by right. people. Yeah. Like he takes in the kid. Right. Yeah. And I, I think people also there's two ways to look at everything that Plainview does right. in this movie. And there's the way to look at it that he's just like fully cutthroat. He's right. Scarface. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
And then there is the version where it's like these are like painful moments. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's like when the brother comes and like sort of scams him over and then he yeah. finds out that the guy uh, is not his real brother yes. and, uh, and kills him. Yes. Uh, right. uh, there's the version of where you can look at that like, oh, this is Goodfellas or whatever. And we're looking at like a man get like dominion over someone else. And like he like, you know, truly has a competition in him. But then there is also the version that like what he wanted was family. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? He like, was like, so this is This is like a fully, this is like a man like fully broken. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And we see him like do his most sort of like fucked up things. Like when he is cornered, like yeah. that, that yeah. you know, the thing at the end when uh, uh, his son comes yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and tells him that he's going to go into business against him. Yeah. Like that's ultimately like the final nail for, yeah. uh, uh, for plain yeah. view here. Uh, uh, as far as like, you know, uh, now he has no family. Like yeah. this right. is him like finding out, like he has devoted his entire life to business in such a way that like he ends up with literally yeah. nothing. And that's the than, most like, painful hatred. scene in the movie when he is saying when he's saying you're not my son you're not yeah. my you know I took you in because I needed a sweet face yeah you're yeah. a bastard a bastard in a bonnet yeah. right yeah a bastard yeah. in a bastard in a basket yeah, or whatever. Bastard. yeah. 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 yeah I mean it's brutal uh, uh and this is a man I, again I think this is an indictment of him he's a he's a compelling character and so I think that people like you know, again, like, I keep mentioning Scarface, but I think that's a good example. I think, of, yeah. I mean, it's very, I feel like if this movie was, like, 20% less, like, arty just in terms of how it's shot and stuff, yeah. you would have tons of, like, college kids that would just have, like, Daniel Plainview posters. For sure. Them. And I actually, think, <laughs> I actually think that you do have that. Even. Yeah. I think that you yeah. do have that even now. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it's one of these movies that it's, like... People celebrate like the character so much, but they forget the third act of the movie. Yeah. Like it is yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah, it they're like, man, well. like this guy, like he's like takes no shit from anybody and yes. like he's like only he's in it for himself and like he fucks over everyone else to like get what he wants, but like it always the third act is yeah. like yeah. that's a dog yeah. shit way to live. Yeah. It's not a good way to live. Do you, do you think who do you think came up? I mean, I, I guess it must have been Paul Thomas Anderson, but do you, who like when he said I'm finished at the end? Such an interesting way to end the entire movie. I mean, I have no idea. I do think that it, like, does, it does feel, you know, I don't know whose idea it was to come up with that. I would probably guess Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Like, it is so, like, cleanly a way to end this thing yeah. of, like, you know, uh, uh, we're starting in the womb and we're ending with the guy with a death. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Uh, 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 I don't know. I think that that is just reflective of, like, that this is a, a full man's life that we have watched yeah. uh, uh, and his entire story. The only part of this movie that I, I I don't like and I know why it's happened, but I it is confusing. The Paul-Eli thing is confusing. The fact that Paul Dano plays both. Right. And I later learned because yeah. they have the... Fu- they, they, ended they, yeah. they ended up replacing the guy, so then, then they just kind of made them uh, brothers. But it's... it's When I first saw the movie, I, it took me a while to... Understand that was what was happening, and that this that, that they were two separate people. Yeah. Um, the, but that's similarly that's the one thing about the movie that I don't like is Paul Dano. I think. And I disagree with that. I knew you were going to say that, and I think he does. A, I think he does a I don't know good if it, job. I honestly don't know if it's him or partially how the character is written. But I wish, since he's sort of like strung throughout, that he was. And this kind of goes to Phantom Thread, and maybe if I hadn't just. Watched Phantom Thread a couple times before uh-huh. I rewatched this. Seeing both Vicky Creeps and Leslie Manville like be able to be on the same wavelength and same level as um, Daniel Day Lewis and Phantom Thread. Yeah, I never felt like Paul Dano was could actually compete with Daniel Plainview. 
And I guess I just wanted him to be able to go head to head a little bit more. For me, I can I can understand what you're saying. Yeah. For me, that like helps it work even more because like the scene like when he like gets Plainview like prostrate to like admit that like he's abandoned his son. Yeah. It's all the more like humiliating. Yeah. Uh, Because he is truly not not. What, what am I? Not a not, not a foe. Like he well, was yeah. never going to win. There was never. He's not domineering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There and was never the a chance is, that he was going to win. That's also the interesting thing about it, and also I think what part of what makes him such an ugly character is like this is true. Like he has a competition in him, right? right? Yeah. And so like that competition exhibits itself not only in him going up against like Standard Oil, yeah. uh, uh, like the big giant you know uh, uh, consortiums that he has to go up against, but also in like a mewling child, like yes. a very tiny little boy who like posed no threat. No to threat him to him whatsoever, at all. Who yeah. he like fully defeated, like yeah. completely well, that, soundly yeah. destroyed, yeah. and then still Several by the end times. of the film was still held this anger, anger yeah. and hatred still so deeply. At the end of the film, he like needed to kill this nothing yes. child yeah. who he also already had the, in that scene fully decimated. Yeah, <laughs> like, he destroyed. He didn't him. need anything. Yeah, I mean that moment in the early on when he says like, "Oh, I think I should bless the whatever the the." The, the drill the well yeah yeah and and he do, and he can't even give him that he can't, like I, I know mean, and yeah. that's such a portent of things to come but it's like he can't even give him he doesn't he's not religious he doesn't give a fuck yeah and he can't even <laughs> give him that it's great it's a fucking it's great. great movie and that scene speaking of that well that scene when it is on fire I mean. The, you, and and the sun is setting is one of the most beautiful the, things ever. Shot. The thing that I, another thing I read, and this maybe can actually transition us also, is there will be blood in no country were shot like basically in the same area. They I think both they're both struck. in Marfa, right? Yeah, yeah. And there was one day really? that they had to delay shooting on no country because they were testing the pyrotechnics for that scene, and there was all this black smoke in the background. Oh my so they god! Had to, <laughs> they had to stop for the day and wait for the smoke to dissipate. Really? That's to pick crazy. Up shooting the next day. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, let's talk about no country. Yeah. No. We can talk about no country. Yeah, we can talk about no country. Um, uh, This movie is also a movie that I hadn't seen, like like, uh, There Will Be Blood, since 2007, I think. And um, again, it's one of those things where we said like if you take a lot of the artistry out of There Will Be Blood then it just becomes Scarface mm-hmm. it's if you take a lot of the artistry out of No Country for Old Men it just becomes like a, I can't think like of, a, of an analogous um, uh, amalgamous movie but like Jeepers like a, Creepers <laughs> sure <laughs> it becomes Joyride yeah. Candy Cane um, yeah it becomes like that sort of a thing but it is I mean it is it is beautiful looking it's great there, everybody is cast exceptionally well. Yeah. I think. Sure. I mean, this ha- the Javier that Javier Bardem ca- character is legendary for a reason. He's extremely, extremely creepy. Um, I think it's. I think it's like a really well done. Yeah, like Jeepers Creepers sort of. Yeah, to me, it's like you know, uh, it's a fine movie. No Country for Old Men is fine. Uh, Javier Bardem is very, very good in it. It but moves like, quickly. But, but too. if we're comparing this against like other Coen Brothers movies, like there are better Coen Brothers movies, like, of the same genre, almost, like, Fargo is a better movie, and it's almost the same movie, like, you know? Also, and I don't know if this is true, unfounded, that apparently they use the same, it's like the same satchel. That at the money is in. Oh, really? They just use the one from Fargo That's or No Country. That's so funny. Coen Brothers. I will say they're, they're in there to. I mean, Coen Brothers are are so phenomenal. They're such great 
movie makers. There they've are, made some were, stinkers, though, too. They've also made some real shit. Like, movies. PT never made any when they, stinkies. No, they, he didn't. Well, they've made more movies. Megan though, doesn't right? like Punisher. That's, that's true. I don't like Punisher. But that's like, that's not like but I don't, know, intolerable cruelty movie. or something. No, I know no. what I or, mean. Or, I didn't, I didn't. I had to turn off Burn the After Reading. It's like it might not be for everyone, but yeah. it's like a better yeah. movie than yeah. what Burn After Reading. I guess people like Burn After Reading. Yeah, actually. I didn't love it. Um, but uh, I, there were moments where I had to turn turn the sound off on this movie because it was so tense. Like I was hmm. like, uh, I had like a headache or something, and I was that you know when he's like wait when he's gonna blow the thing and he, sure. when he outside the door and he's gonna come in and kill him. Like yeah. it's so it's so tense. Like that that those moments of silence. Um, that I was like, I can't take this right now. <laughs> just like turned the sound off because I didn't want to be scared. And so for that, that's pretty great. It's weird that that is, in a strange way, it's weird that, that type of, this type of movie won the Oscar. You know, I'm like, what is No Country for Old Men like really adding to the conversation? Do you know what I mean? Like what new is being brought to the table? Like what new ideas are being put forward? Well, there by... are monsters in the world and there are, and, and, but, but, and this is not a new thing. Right. But I'm There's also always like, been monsters. Well, that's not, it's not, but I'm also like, and what new themes are being explored and stuff yeah, but like you that? Can, like, you, but I mean, if you're going to do that, you could be like, you could say like, there will be blood is telling like a different version of a Citizen Kane esque story. I mean that's you know? true though, like, but then I but I would make the yeah. argument that I'm like a Citizen Kane esque story like by default is going to be more like wide ranging and have more to oh, do sure. with like I the entire story of the world. Oh sure, I get that. I'm just saying like you're bringing like that's what fair. new work, new ideas. That's fair, but I, but I guess yeah. I do have to I do have to bring in. that into like uh, uh, to a best picture. I, I'm not right. okay. Let's let's go, let's pull back from new ideas. Then. Right. Like what ideas are being put forward by No Country for Old Men? Like I what mean, are the larger I just, themes I just, of I just, No I just, Country? I just think for me, it's just a really well told story. Sure. Which maybe yeah. is all I need from, from something. A movie. I, yeah. But but for a best picture, no, like, I if think we're for looking a best at these picture, things, like it's odd. Like I agree. It's a really well made like like it's kind of like Michael Clayton in the sense. No, like, I agree with I agree with you in, in that it's a very well told. I agree with you in that it's a very well well told stor story. But I also agree with Jack in that it, for a best picture, it should say something bigger. However, I do think it says something bigger. What I think I think this. I mean, and we get we're treated to like six different monologues about it, and I don't know that we need like all of the shit. Like sure. you have Tommy Lee Jones talking to his wife at the end, and then you also have him talking to the old police chief, and then you also like, and then you also have his voiceover. Like I don't need all of that. Sure. It's a bit right. much. Um, but the whole idea of like again is that 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 he's saying like this is not a world I want to you know whatever I don't this is not a world I want to work in this is not sure. a world I want to be in and then the truth of the matter that you that he realizes is that the, like there's always it's yeah. you can't escape it there's right. always terrible things happen since the beginning of time this is not a new old people older people want especially in this political climate want to say, like, uh, oh, the world's gone to hell or whatever. It's like, well, you know, we used to own people. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. so, like, it's better It's better now. As much as people want to shit on the time that they're in, right. like, like, it's better now probably yeah. than it ever has been in history. Um, people aren't being, like, hung to, for being witches anymore, whatever. So that's... I, I will say, though, that I'm not sure... 
how big like a whole nationwide issue the witch thing was <laughs> just in general. I don't think like honestly, if if we were like guys, like, I grew up like, just I don't outside know of the, Salem. Like, I don't know if the Salem <laughs> thing is quite on the scale of human slavery <laughs> I, uh, to me. Uh, um, but but well, it was bad. It was Jack, definitely bad. Jack, that's your opinion. So. Jack, tell that to the to the nineteen men and the eighteen women and tell one that man to right. Goody that Proctor. Goody yeah, Proctor. sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Oh, you guys are assholes. <laughs> Fuck you. It's a good fucking No, but I mean, movie. I guess it, it is true that, like, you know, this idea of, like, you know, uh, uh, nostalgia for its own sake is an ugly thing or whatever. Yes. Uh, uh, which is why I don't understand why they made that point while remaking Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would agree with that as well. I don't know. They were good. They were all all five of these movies. I will say were enjoyable to watch. However, only one of them had the line. Look at that fucking bone, though. <laughs> Which is, like, the greatest line I've ever heard. Remember when he has the bone sticking out? And yeah. just the kid goes, look at that fucking bone. Sure, though. sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, look, I, I'm, hard on, said. I'm, I'm hard on No Country for Old Men sometimes. No shit! Uh, <laughs> it's only because it came out the same you year. You told my so. husband he was fucking an what, idiot. What, like, when I was, like, 22 years old or something? <laughs> like, why do you guys keep records of this stuff? Like, I don't think that I Maddie said that. he does. He pulled out a scroll. I don't <laughs> think I said that. In <laughs> fact, I deny it. Oh, I fully shit. deny it. Uh, um, Jack has his hand on a Bible, which we know he firmly <laughs> believes that. <laughs> no, he, put his, he brought the crystal in. He yeah. put his the, Bible in the, crystal. Is, the Bible thinks about belief. You're supposed to be like, <laughs> I believe in the Bible, so I'm going to tell the truth. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, um, it's weird. So, but I, I give it a hard time, but only because it came out the same year as uh, There Will Be Blood. Sure. It's a fine movie. I do think it's a lesser Coen Brothers, but not like in the like real dregs of See, their I lesser. I don't even think it's le- like to me. No country is behind maybe just Fargo. Okay. Like what else? Is but it I like be? Big Lebowski. Like oh. I, I think like Big yeah. Lebowski is like a more like what 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 No Country. Oh, brother mi- for our well, brother yeah, right there. What, I probably like what more. No Country misses for me. Yeah. And this is only in comparison to the other Coen Brothers stuff. And you know, you can actually make this same complaint about There Will Be Blood. So you guys can feel free to go right. ahead and do that right after I say it. <laughs> but it, it, it is missing a lot of like the playfulness and like the fun yeah. and the tone of like the other Coen Brothers movies. Which and I, I, and I miss yeah. that. I miss that. Although, yeah. like, but you like know, the that. thing about There Will Be Blood is it is also missing a lot of the uh, playfulness. Uh, Oh, the playfulness no, and tone I was, of I was going to say, actually, films. but one of the things I, I've always appreciated about the Coens in comparison to a lot of other filmmakers is that they're <laughs> happy to do a lot of different sure. genres. Yeah. Like, they try different things as opposed to, like, you know, the person doing like, the exact same movie, like, every sure. two to three like years. Joe Wright. Joe right. Like, yeah. like Joe Wright. Like, Joe Wright. Uh, or even, like... With the exception of some of his weird stuff, like, as much as I love him, like, Scorsese. Like, a sure, lot of, like, yeah. you know, he's gone back to the well so many times. Like, yeah. yeah. And, like, I totally, I 1,000% understand what you're saying about, like, this being similar to Fargo in terms of, like, the story. Sure. But I like, I, but at least, like, it's a completely different way of telling the story. It doesn't, you know? I, I don't hate No Country. Yeah. It's, I, I liked rewatching it. It's, like, yeah. a good movie. It's like, enjoyable. it is a good movie. Yeah. Like, there's cool action in it. Like, yeah. Javier Bardem is, like, a great villain. Like, yeah. the bolt gun is cool. Like, yeah. I like it. Like, I don't think it should be... You know, there will be blood. Steven like Roots an all timer. So. Yeah, like. everybody loves Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Also, but Woody Harrelson playing a contracted killer, which is what his father was. Really? Yeah. In real life? Yeah. Wow. I cannot stop laughing that I referenced the fucking witch. The Salem witch trials. We went to trials. the Salem witch trials. Yeah. You're a bad person. <laughs> um, so before you can we, edit these things, you know. <laughs> no, not, go, not no. going anywhere. Uh, uh, um, so before we get into maybe some other movies that could have come up. 
we could have talked about throughout the year. Uh, rank the nominees. We'll start with Jack. Uh, first five, to left? Five to one. Five to one, okay. Tough, tough, tough. Okay, so what were they again? <laughs> <laughs> so we have Atonement, okay. Juno, Michael Clayton, No Country, and There Will Be Blood. Probably got to put Clayton at the bottom. Uh, and then I put Atonement above that. Uh, there's five only? Yeah. Then it's Juno, No Country, uh, The uh, you know, uh, uh, There Will Be Blood. Okay. Megan? I will put Michael Clayton at the bottom. Then I'll go Juno. Mm-hmm. Then I'll go Atonement. Okay. Then No Country for Old Men. Then there will be blood. Wow. This is huge. I'm going to put Juno at the bottom. Then I'm going to go Atonement. Then I'm going to go Michael Clayton. You put Michael Clayton over Atonement? Yes. Fucking Because I liked all of Michael Clayton, and I really didn't like the first 40 minutes of Atonement. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't like it when the guy's brain fell out. The one shot shot, shot of Joker. That shot is great shot. Also, especially it should have been nominated for uh, whatever. Truly, that shot was the one that got it above (laughs) for me. Uh, uh, Fuck you guys both. And then it's still close for me, but you guys convinced me I'm going to go no country. And then there we I kind of thought oh, I was yeah. going to come in go. and say say no country number one, but I, I think Jack has. Uh, I thought someone would do that too to like you know, but we've been doing it for you, like huh? an, hour, an hour ten now, so I think you guys decided against it. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to deal with we're, an asshole. We're, this Jack lets us use his office. Yeah, <laughs> we have to like, agree with him. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. Uh, um, Jack, were there any movies from that year that looking back you were like, well, this definitely should have been a nominee over this stuff? Uh, I don't know. No. no Definitely not over that it will be blood. No, uh, no, I'm not talking about winning. Oh. Just like uh, because I know what your favorite movie of the year definitely was. But yeah. like there was anything that you're like, I mean, I don't know. Let me look it on my phone. Michael, I'll talk, I'll, Michael I'll, I'll talk knocked first. up. Should knocked yeah. up have been nominated. <laughs> <laughs> knocked up. That's your kind of comedy. Uh, as we are. Zodiac is kind of good, but I mean, not. I mean, who cares with any of this shit, really? <laughs> I were I um. I wanted. I well. I just four movies that I really liked that year. Yeah. that I'll give a shout out to is Gone Baby Gone, mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, 310 to Yuma, which is great. The Orphanage, which I probably would... El Orfanato. It's so fucking good, and I don't like scary movies. Yeah. And so I, I Maddie made me like watch it. There's something profoundly sad about that it's movie very also sad. that uh, yeah. kind of elevates it's it. It's great. I, like. I might even put that... I think I would put that as... Like, I think The Orphanage and Gone Baby Gone are both better than... And better as... Um, Best Picture nominees than Michael Clayton. Gone Baby Gone, I, I disagree with you. I think Gone Baby Gone basically is Michael Clayton, but it it doesn't... Um, it's better. No, it does. No, it's not. It's totally like slap, like there's like all these like random twists. I don't know. I actually, like the first I, I, hour of that movie is good. Did you I cried. It? I didn't rewatch it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but I remember crying and loving it. Um, Amy Ryan should have won Best Sport Act. Yeah, Amy Ryan's great. And she did, no. didn't she? No. Oh, Tilda Swinton won for Michael. Really, the start of the Apatow thing that year. Yeah. That which is interesting, which is interesting that, the, that Juno was also coming out that year. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's I kind just, of like what like white people sort of dressed like normally yeah. was a very popular <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, um, the Orphanage is great. Everybody watched The Orphanage, but yeah. I watched, I, re, I do want to say I rewatched Eastern Promises, which is a fucking great movie. And I think is even better than a history of violence. There is a fight in Easter Promises in a steam room, and Viggo Mortensen is naked. Wow! And just it's flip flopping around. How and, exciting! Uh, I think it's great. similar. To and what happened to Vincent Castle? Why doesn't he show up in things anymore? He's probably, maybe he's doing movies in France. Um, I think that because uh, I rewatched Eastern Promises also, because I knew you were going to rewatch it. I feel like it's similar to a history of violence in that there's like a couple scenes because of like. The extreme violence in them, it's like interesting. Yes. 
the movie feels more than 10 years old rewatching it. Yeah, mm. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. The it way it's shot the, or the something shot. feels older. Yeah. And the I plot also, is pretty basic. I also and, think maybe just that Naomi, like, the stuff with the stuff that feels weird to me is like maybe this is a British thing too. Just like Naomi Watts and like is not totally flushed. Her character is not totally flushed out. Like yeah, living with her was that that woman was like her her uncle and aunt or something or, or her like her mom and her, mom uncle? her uncle yeah. yeah something like that. So that's all a little bit whatever. But I think Viggo Mortensen is fucking great mm-hmm. and, and he was um, nominated and he should have been. He's amazing and I and I really like that movie. If you haven't seen it, go see it. There's a naked, um, naked steam room fight. Gone Baby Gone, I'll just mention really quick because, um, hey, that guy was on The Wire. Both Amy Ryan and Michael K. Williams are in that movie. Wow. Hello. So excited. Double that, dose. That, that fills that for us. Um, the t- three movies I just want to give a shout out to from that year are The Savages, which I don't really necessarily think should have been a Best Picture nominee. I just think it's a really great character study. And there's this scene where, they're arg- where Philip Seymour Hoffman and Laura Linney are arguing in the car with their like dementia-ridden father and he turns his hearing aid down oh yeah it's one of the saddest things i've ever seen in a movie before yeah um so the two that i kind of wanted to just mention would be zodiac and the assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford which i feel like these are so boring they're both super long um but i rewatched zodiac earlier in the year and then i just rewatched assassination of jesse james and they both go by a lot quicker than I remember them going by. Like, I like I Zodiac. Yeah, Zodiac I don't think either good. of them feel overlong like they could because Zodiac's like 3.10 or something and Jesse James is over two and a half hours. Um, Assassination of Jesse James, just because it's more recent for me also, I thought it was, they use narration really interesting in a really interesting way in that movie where there's like, a lot of times I feel like when they use narration, it's just like bad, but like it, it works for me in this movie. Um also, uh, I just want to give a shout out to Garrett Dillahunt, who does a good job of playing a Western doof this year, because he <laughs> no plays country. a doof in No Country and in <laughs> Jesse James. Um, He's so, great. Yeah, good uh, for Garrett Dillahunt. Der- Garrett Dillahunt. I like I like that he like will show up in like these prestige movies, and then he'll also be like the dad on a sitcom. Like, I know, and he's so well. He, I mean, sorry, I watched like so much of Raising Hope. I love yeah. that show because mostly because of him and Martha Plimpton. Yeah, uh, I just want to shout out the uh, the Simpsons movie because. Uh, <laughs> You get to see Bart's penis in it. Yeah. So, so we both is we that true? Both, yeah, they both, show Bart's penis. Yeah, we got to see both Bart um, and Viggo, Viggo Mortensen's Viggo Mortensen. dick that year. I also rewatched Diving Bell and the Butterfly, and you see Matthew Almerich's dick in that uh, movie. So a lot of dick in yeah. 2007. So Why do they out. show? They don't show any. Di- they don't show dick anymore. It's very kind rare. of a me too to show your dick. Yeah. It yeah. Could, like think about the power dynamics of showing your penis on film and all the women who were forced to see it in the theater. Yeah, that's actually very true. No. So forced to see it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're forcing me. I think I would bump my. Uh, I would bump any of those movies. By the way, for not other than No Country and There Will Be Blood for I think both Jesse James and Zodiac. Ugh, I, just as nominees. I not never as actually like a winner, saw Jesse James, but I did see Zodiac and it's just, I'm bored by it. I thought it was very long and boring. That's good. It's really good. So. Zodiac is like not that good compared to like uh, like 12 or what is it? The the, the Sins one. Seven? Oh, seven. seven, yeah. There's seven Sins. <laughs> <laughs> What's was, the Sins? I was thinking of 12 Angry Monks. We've talked I about this before, but you are not religious. <laughs> see, I rewatched all of Fincher, that's why we watched Zodiac earlier, or last year now, I guess. Um, and Seven didn't really hold up for me. Or Fight Club. 
Fight Club is an interesting one. That's another Kevin Smith kind yeah. of. Yeah. Like, where it's kind of tough. Well, that it, was it, a like, huge, when people that came well, Fight out, Club's cool. Like, Fight Club? Like, yeah. look, it's cool because it's like, it did expose a lot of people to like a lot of crazy, like radical yeah. ideas For and sure. stuff. But also it is kind of whack looking yeah. back yeah. on it. Like, but it, like embarrassing. But yeah. it is like, it's, it's totally like the same thing we were talking about earlier that like Tyler Durden like is just another like, like a slightly more woke version of Daniel Plainview or Scarface and that like all these people are like I want to be Tyler yeah truly it's yeah like, like no, there's something don't. yeah like he's a piece of shit he's guy. a bad guy yeah. Yeah. and also fake. doesn't exist yeah whoa um, what <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack's head just exploded uh-huh. uh, um, spoilers so, spoilers so I uh, we'll wrap it up um, the Oscars should have gone to the Oscars should have gone I think there will be blood I think yeah. we're in Unison with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd, I'd be surprised if anyone listened to this one. Or, or, or like, they'll just look at the title and they'll be like, well, it should have been there. We'll, be blood, <laughs> and we'll move on to the next one. No, they'll be like, Jack, oh, it should have been Rat Tattoo. <laughs> I do love that movie. I mean, you see Jack dick, was on so. it. They're going to see that Jack oh, yeah. was on it and they're going to want to listen. Oh, nice. Um, Jack, have you seen it? Do you have a favorite movie so far of 2018, this uh, calendar year? Do I? Uh, I watched What's It Called, Annihilation, and I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think that's the only movie I watched so, so far this year. Uh, I started Death of Stalin. I like it, too. But, I want to uh, see that. I haven't, yeah. I haven't finished it yet. Yeah. Uh, I watched a movie, not from this year, but I, I watched a bunch of movies on the plane to and from your wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched uh, The Mountain Between Us. and That movie is... Garbage. It's really bad, but they do <laughs> fuck on that mountain. Yeah, they fuck on the wondering. mountain. Yeah. Um, and then I watched uh, Murder on the Orient Express. I watched that. Yeah. It's like whatever. Fine. It's weird. It was fine. It's not good. That, it's like, that movie like the is like the definition of a fine movie. That's yeah. like such, that's the most like 2017 movie I've ever seen. That's <laughs> yeah. like yeah. somebody had like Murder on the Orient Express all ready to go, and it's got like. Like Josh Gad and Ray yeah. is in it. Yeah. Like the it's a guy very from, diverse. It's like cast. the guy, guy from, from Hamilton. It's like the Hamilton yeah. guy. It's like as 2017 a movie. Like and they it, just it, were ready a, to go. They were like, oh, yeah. we'll just like pop them into the previous. Like we <laughs> have, we already have the murder movie ready. Just yeah. get Ray in there. Except well Channing Tatum was a no, so they were like, I guess we'll get Kenneth Branagh to play the main. I'll tell you what. There's probably an entire shot, the entire version of that film with Channing Tatum, yeah. <laughs> and then they like tested that Kenneth Branagh would test better, and they're like, oh, why don't you just jump in and do it? You know. How about that? You'll uh, be fine. That people did not like him in the mustache. Yeah. Oh, that mustache. That was a, that was. Um, uh, and then I watched on the way back though. I watched uh, the Killing of a Sacred Deer, which I thought was great. Yeah, that movie's dope. Have you seen that movie, Jack? I don't know. What is it? It's fucking. Yorgos Lanthimos, up. who made the lobster. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen. That I think movie. you yeah. would like it. It is. I like the lobster. Okay, I mean, yeah. There's some like kind of like twee stuff in the lobster, but it's okay. It's yeah. not. It's this is a, this a movie's lot actually even darker than the lobster. I like that. I feel like the lobster's pretty dark. Yeah, so. lobster the, wasn't dark enough for me. The main kid in it, Barry Keoghan, <laughs> or however you, the kid from Dunkirk, yeah. Georgie and Dunkirk plays okay. like not the one of the main kids in it. He's so good. Yeah. Okay. Um... Uh, Paddington Two is still my favorite movie from two thousand. Yeah, me too. Everybody <laughs> loves Paddington Two. I hear all the too. time. I'm never gonna. I'm not gonna go see Paddington. Why do you have to go not? see it? Because it's, it's for Jack. children. It's like a fucking. Actually, you know what? You don't weirdo. need to go see it because I already own it, so you can okay. have you can it. Just, okay, I'll just, just take come over. And I'm not gonna see it. I don't need to see the the coat bear. The coat bear movie. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> coat bear. Like if I was a kid, I'm sure I'm sure it is good. But if I wasn't, it's also about a fucking bear wearing a raincoat. If I wasn't hungover, like I would, I would reach across the table and I would slap the fucking shit out. 
of you. Well, this isn't the Paddington podcast. Uh, Uh, I wish. You guys should start Poddington. Yeah, Poddington. Poddington. (laughs) That's probably a better idea. We probably have more. That is a great idea. Just have everybody to talk on about Paddington (laughs) 2. You would have so many guests. Hey, why stop at Paddington 2? We can talk about Paddington 1, too. Yeah, that's great. Briefly, but really. (laughs) Everybody loves Paddington 2. Jack, before we go... Would you like to plug anything? Sure, I do this the Struggle Session podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter at uh, I think it's like slash Struggle Sesh. Uh, or this is at patreon.com slash struggle session. And do you want to uh, tell people what that's about? It's a podcast I do. Uh, uh, it's about like pop culture and stuff. If you like some of the like stuff with me talking about pop culture on this podcast, uh, <laughs> with the intersection of like leftism and stuff, you might like <laughs> it also on the Struggle Session podcast. Uh, which you can listen to at patreon.com slash struggle session. And we're also on SoundCloud and all sorts of shit. Just Google the Struggle Session podcast and you'll find it. Great. Great. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. That was yeah, fun. Yeah, of course. Good we're so glad, to, we're so glad you were able to yeah. do this. Yeah. And, uh, we'll, um, see, we'll see if the listeners can guess which ones I didn't watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them that. Don't put that in their heads. Is it... All of it was at the beginning. <laughs> I won't say it on the um, Do you, uh, you have anything you want to plug, Meg? Uh, not at this time. I, I watch this podcast. I mean, watch, okay, watch this, it. Watch, watch this it. Space. Sobriety. Watch this plug space. I'm, pl- I'm plugging sobriety. Yeah. Um, you can follow us at uh, The Oscar Should on Twitter and The Oscar Should Have Gone To on Instagram. Uh, we don't know what our next year is yet. I know people like to know that, but um, sorry, we don't, we don't know yet. So we'll post it on um, our Instagram or our Twitter. So you should follow us so you can find out. Sure. Um, and, that's, and, we'll pay, and we'll post a picture of my bruise, too. Yeah, we'll, also, we'll post a picture of the bruise and then whatever year we're doing. The, mm-hmm. It'll be like a pick stitch. How exciting. Of the two of them. So, <laughs> so look out for that. Uh, and that's it. We'll be back uh, in a couple weeks or whatever doing another year talking about the Oscars. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.